Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. I am Ellen. I am Mycia. And our podcast is to be here and、um, share a space for us to have conversations that some of our peers or family members may not、um, like have conversations about.、Mm-hmm. But how are you doing today, Mycia? I'm doing pretty good. Today's been a pretty easygoing day, easygoing、mm-hmm. Saturday, which is really nice. What about you?、Um, today was kind of busy, I feel like. Because <laughs> I woke up really late, which also is fine because it's Saturday. But、um, I feel like we were meeting up the whole entire day, and then my mom wanted to do stuff too. So, yeah, it's been. Pretty busy, I feel like, but that's okay. Tomorrow I can rest. Yes, or so we、uh, hope, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs>、uh, but、um, today's topic is finances. Yeah. So financing、um, is something that's kind of like taboo to talk about. I think a lot of people、mm-hmm. get kind of weary about、um, talking about how much they make, how they manage their money. And what they do with their money. Sometimes people can see it as like bad light to be spending so much money, but、um, the, it may not be a bad thing, especially if you want to like invest a lot of money into something, or to be able to like purchase something that you have been saving up for,、um, and all of that. So today we are actually going to be talking about our experiences with money、mm-hmm. and. How we manage our own.、Um, so I'm gonna turn the question over to you. So how do you manage your money? Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't at all. Um, okay. I make like a mental, like, budget sheet. <laughs> oh jeez. In my mind.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, which is terrible because budget sheets don't work for me. Um,、mm-hmm. they just like a piece of paper. Whereas, like in my mind, I really have to like think more, and I'm more aware, and I practice limitations more. So yeah, I don't finance. <laughs> I don't budget, really. Other than like, I have a goal for savings, and this is how much I'm gonna save, and、um, I try to use as little money as possible throughout my paychecks to meet that goal or to go above that goal. Yeah, and to be honest, that goal right now is to. Have enough for the rest of the、uh, the year for rent,、um, and then the future goal is to have enough for the rest of my lease.、Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting、um, because, like, for me, what I well, when I first got my first job, one of my older sisters, she's in finance, and so. She actually walked me through how to budget, and at the time、mm-hmm. I was renting my own space. I lived alone, and I did a zero budget. It's very scary to live by, and I don't recommend it for anybody who is not in control of their finances. So a zero budget basically means like the day before my paycheck hits the, my bank account.、Um, I will literally be up to almost zero dollars, and there are times where I will hit like zero dollars before my my check comes in、um, the day after, which is really scary because you have to budget really, really precisely in order to be able to say, "This is exactly how much I pay for bills, and this is how much I plan to save."、Um, so my savings account is also biweekly, so. Every time the bank my check hits my bank account, it automatically also withdraws into my savings accounts as well. So I don't actually I don't touch those at all. However, whatever is left in my checkings is basically all that I have up until the next paycheck comes in.、Um, and the reason why that happens is because. I plan it so then I have just enough to spend and to pay bills, and so I'm able to save. Because the money that you、mm. don't see, you don't touch. Hypothetically, like it's not always、yeah. perfect that way, but that's the idea. I was able to save quite a bit, especially、um, 
living alone by myself mm. and I have all my bills to pay. Like I paid rent, I paid water, I paid electric. Um, I also had health insurance through my work, but I also paid for like life insurance, my car loan, car insurance, phone bill, all of that good jazz. And I was still able to save a pretty good chunk. I think at the time it was about 20, 20 to 25% of my pay. That's a lot. Yeah, I think for a single person, that can be considered a lot. Let me tell you, though. It's not a <laughs> not. lot. Yeah, it's not. Like 20%, that's kind of like the golden number for you to achieve or to kind of like shoot for. It, it doesn't always happen that way, but that is the intention. But mm. there has been times where I did overdraft a little bit just because it's like the zero budget and, you know, the dates don't align perfectly within that two-week window. So now I don't do the zero budget. I have transferred a lot of stuff to pay from like my credit card. I also don't recommend this for anybody who is not in charge of their finances or is not good at financing their own money. Um, it's not smart for you to charge on your credit card and then pay the credit unless you're able to pay that full amount off but what i do now is basically to build credit and then at the end of the month i pay it down to a zero so then i don't have any like um, interest on the money that i spend on the credit card account but also mm -hmm. it's like building credit and i don't have i don't have this um issue of like overdrafting um mm -hmm. unintentionally so because mm -hmm. those overdraft fees they get expensive real quick <laughs> So they add up a lot. You don't even think about it, but they, they do add up. So yeah. just be really careful about how much you spend. Yeah, let me just say today, I think I did two overdrafts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay, in my checking account, there was only like $27. But I went to JCPenney's and bought some pants, you know. Because it's very much needed during this time and fall's coming up. So I got a prep, you know. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> um, what is it? I spent about like $150 on just jeans. On like five to six pairs of jeans. And that, of course, overdraft. And then, well, for my my bank, we our overdraft fee is $5. And then you can overdraft $200. Mm. And so that's that's already close to like you know like the whole two hundred. Mm -hmm. And then where else did we go? Oh, we went to the Hmong store, and so I bought everything. I told my mom, "Like, mom, I'm gonna be your sugar mama today." <laughs> and so um, I bought everything there, and it was totaled up to like sixty dollars. And so I for sure went over. Oh no. Um. I know. <laughs> So I need to go back and um, transfer money. <laughs> but that's like $10. And that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. say. You can buy like a whole a whole meal with that. Yeah. They creep up. You're going to be like, oh, it's just mm -hmm. $5. Or it's just $10. But $10 again and again, it's, oof, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. some, that's actually something that I really need to work on. And I told you this. <laughs> I need to get like more bank accounts to help me finance my money yes um yeah i told my Thea that i want to open up at least like another bank account so it can help me save money and um like just use that card for bills rather than the one that i have the debit card that i have right now i can just use it for like leisure travel coffee whatever it is mm -hmm. yeah I highly recommend opening up multiple accounts mm. under your name mm -hmm. for different reasons. Mm. Meaning one account is for emergencies, one account is for whatever type of bills like you have that is like reoccurring. Like I have a history of having to do like cart maintenance a lot. So I have one that's designated for that. So every month I have a like automatic transfer into that account so then mm. like it slowly grows and trust me it's worth it the growing pains of it is so excruciatingly slow <laughs> but you'll thank yourself for sure how much do you'll you think yourself how much do you transfer in there 
so I have four savings accounts uh-huh. and just a single checking, right? Mm. One of them is just like my ultimate savings account, mm. um, which majority of my savings go into. And so every two weeks, about $120 goes into the checking or the ultimate savings account. Mm-hmm. And then I have one that transfers $50 into, which is, I believe that one's for my cart maintenance because it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And oil changes are pretty... Uh, they're not that expensive either. But by the time I drive enough miles for it to get like a really big car maintenance, I have enough in there to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like the other day I went in and the the car guy was like, yeah, um, all of this will probably cost you about like $740. And whoo, that is a lot of money. That's but so much money. Because, <laughs> I know. But because I've like saved it or saved enough into that specific account mm. for my car, yeah. it doesn't actually tap into like my actual savings account. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's really smart. So then like when I do, I also have another one for travels. Mm-hmm. So like if I wanted to travel out of town to see or like meet up with friends or if we actually like travel somewhere far, like I don't have to tap into my savings account for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think my travels, I transfer about $100 in there every, like, bi-weekly. But it's so excruciatingly slow. (laughs) Ever since I've, like, set these up, I've always felt like I had no money. Like, even till today, I still feel like I have no money. Mm. When the day comes and I have, like, $100 thousand dollars in there or like five hundred thousand dollars in my bank accounts like i will still feel broke just because that's like the method i've been living at for so Mm. long yeah it's great though because at that point it's like i have money Mm. i just will still feel broke (laughs) highly recommend that method only if you're able to do it Mm. yeah i understand that everybody is in a space where they can even save Mm -hmm. Um, i'm really fortunate that i am but if you can do it, if you don't find something that is useful for you, uh, whether that is like writing him down, or like physically to make you feel like you have used money or half money, or if you can't, or if you feel like you're spending too much money by using a card, use cash. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also really important. Um, find and shape and refitness your your method of using money right it's also an exercise like find something that actually works for you um these are Mm -hmm. just like our tips uh, coming from like personal experience because like we can't say what will actually work for you um i know (laughs) yeah it's just like you know yourself better but um yeah like i would highly recommend doing multiple accounts um Mm -hmm. just so then you can like grow them for different purposes um, mm-hmm. instead of like, because if you have just one account um, and then you also use that for many different things, it'll grow pretty quickly, but it'll also deplete pretty quickly. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's, my big <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But it's like, uh, but if you're like growing them at a very short and like steady pace, smaller increments like you know they always say smaller goals are easier to achieve so that's also Mm -hmm. kind of the idea here um Mm -hmm. instead of like digging down the really big well um that's hard to do Mm -hmm. yeah but again it may not be feasible if you just want to try it out for like one account do it also check with your banks i know that Mm -hmm. every single account especially if you're with a big bank corporation they have fees for everything so and they have minimums for everything Mm -hmm. so always check with them to see what the minimums are like and if you can meet those minimums and if you are able to make transfers to cancel out payments that are made for them because um, Mm -hmm. i'm with bmo harris i don't know if i'd recommend them i'm just with them (laughs) um Mm -hmm. They do have minimums for me to meet, and they also have a requirement for, or currently, as of today, they do have requirements for, like, you have to transfer money into there every month in order to waive the fee. If you don't do that, then Mm -hmm. they're going to charge you every month. Um, Yeah. 
That's so much money. It is. Like, I remember one time when they changed their policies about mm. their accounts, and I wasn't, um, I wasn't aware. I don't recall whether or not they notified me, but they changed the policy from, I believe it was like $50 as a minimum in the bank account to like $100 or something. <gasps> yeah. And like, I didn't know that. And at the time, I was pretty new to this whole idea of like saving money into different accounts too. And like, I didn't, uh-huh. initially I met the minimum, but then after the minimum changed, like my account didn't meet it. And because I was uh-huh. transferring so little into each account, I thought that was good enough. Mm. But then they kept charging me the the fee every month. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I just didn't know. So, oh my gosh. So always check with your bank. Um, and big corporation banks typically they don't really have your best interests, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. So if you, it might be smart for to move to like your credit union or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I'm actually looking into. It's just a little bit hard because I have like so many different accounts under my name. I highly suggest you to switch over. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because I started, like I started um, with a credit union and then I'm still with the credit credit union and I, I love them so much. Let me just say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love my bank. Um, I'm with Ultra Federal Credit Union. Um, and they are so sweet. I think they their fees are very small. Like like what I said earlier, the overdraft fee is five dollars. Um, and then the monthly. Uh, if you're like under, if you're negative, um, the monthly fee is like thirty dollars, which I think is rather small because a lot of corporations they do like fifty or like a hundred around there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, their minimum, their minimum is, for mine at least, I have an um, A-plus checking account, um, and along with that mm-hmm. comes a savings account. Um, and you just have to have a direct deposit per month, um, I think at least one or two times per month. Um, and then you have to have at least five transactions, and then you have to view your bank statements or something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you meet those requirements then you get like a little cash back um, which is really nice Um, and then for ATMs if you get charged over I think five dollars or something like that they refund you that money Mm. yeah which is really nice so if you're in like a bigger city if you were to travel and they charge you for like an ATM fee you can definitely get that back yeah I think it's just because I've had like a great experience with credit unions that I just, I just love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've always been with big corporation banks mm-hmm. and they do make it really easy for you. Mm-hmm. Also understand that like that easiness is because they simply don't care either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the first bank that I was with was with Chase. But when I moved Mm. for school, they didn't have a Chase Bank. And at the time, Mm -hmm. I preferred going into the banks for any, you know, money-related stuff or if I needed to see a banker with questions. The closest one was BMO Harris. And BMO also had, like, branches out in my hometown where I was from. So I'm like, oh, easy. I can just transfer all of my stuff over to BMO. Then I wouldn't have any problems with, like, traveling home and also when I am at school. There was no rhyme or reason why I'm with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like no attachment to it um, whatsoever. So I'm like any day that a better bank comes along that I've done the research for, like definitely I'm going to mm. switch over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I, I started with my bank when I was, I think, 15, mm. 15, 16. No, I think so. I think 17. I was in upper bound, and so they needed a direct deposit to send me money. When I was younger, they would just give me, like, a check, and then I would have my mom check it, and then she would give me that money in cash. And so it wasn't until I was 17 that I started hearing about my bank and how good they were. There was multiple ones in my my town or my city. Um, and so wherever I was at, I was like, okay, 
they're feasible, they're close by. And for the longest time, my family was with Wells Fargo. And I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> and their fees are really expensive. Let me just say that. But yeah, like after hearing about their experiences, I was like, no, I'm not going to go with Wells Fargo. I want to go with something else. And so I went with my bank and my experience has been awesome. <laughs> I'm still with them after like, what, seven years? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that's kind of like how we handle our finances. Um, let us know if you guys have any more questions mm-hmm. about it. Um, I know we went through that pretty quickly, but did you have any other tips and tricks for financing? Yeah, um, I want to share that like a lot of banks actually, well, I don't know about a lot of banks, but my bank at least, um, like link you. If you need a financial advisor, they can link you with one in their company. And so um, definitely look into that um, if you're if you have questions on how to finance or if you need a jump start. Um, I'm thinking about getting one <laughs> um, because I feel like it's very much needed with this next step um, of like things that are going to be happening in my life. So, yeah. Can can you share a little bit by what you mean um, behind the reason why you want to get a financial advisor and like what are your next steps in terms of like financing? Yeah, well, you already know how I finance. (laughs) That's one. (laughs) Um, And two, I'm going to be, so right now I'm paying rent for my apartment back in, um, back in um, like where some school is. we renewed our lease because because of COVID and not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Um, and so I live there with my sister, and she's still in in that city. Uh, and she has a job there, and we had I had suggested to sublease my my part of the lease, um, but she's not comfortable with having a stranger um, live with her, and so um, yeah. So we decided to just have me pay for the rest <laughs> of the lease um, or, yeah, the rest of our, our scheduled time. And then um, right now I'm living with my family. I don't want to say I moved in because I promised my mom that I'm not going to move back in. So I'm temporarily a guest here. <laughs> and so I'm not really paying anything um, other than rent, um, rent in my phone bill and sometimes utilities when it's a bit expensive. Or if I ever visit, then I pay for my apartment and utilities and my phone bill. But in the future, so we recently, I'm going to move out again. <laughs> so I'm going to have a second place to live, I guess, if that's the right word. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> so me and my sister, we found, uh, me and another sister of mine, um, found a townhouse in our local area, um, which is really nice because family our family environment is just not the healthiest for us and so yeah we found a townhouse we got approved like a couple days ago I think last week yeah (laughs) um and so it's close to her workplace and it's like halfway through to my workplace and so yeah that's a finance that we're gonna have to pay or that I'm gonna have to pay roughly around like four to five hundred dollars just because my sister has a pet and she's gonna have to pay monthly for the pet as well and she gets paid less than I do so it would be nicer if like I I think it would just be nice if I paid a bit more so she too can like save um she wants to move out soon so that's that's in the future and I we're gonna be responsible for electricity and wi-fi and so, yeah, all of those combined, my paycheck. All of those, <laughs> all of those bills, right? Yeah, and then I think about like right now I'm still on probation for work, so that means that for the three months I'm not qualified for benefits yet. You mean like on probation just for the benefits, uh-huh. not from work? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, from like benefits, healthcare, um, dental, PTO hours, all of those. I'm like on a pause yeah so it won't be until September maybe October that I get those and so I have to finance 
and budget for those as well. And I don't know how much they'll cost. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they always kind of hurt a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like typically, once it hits in, then that's the kind of that'll be your true paycheck every month. I know, right? Or every <laughs> biweekly, and it's just like, <sighs> yeah, the days before benefits were pretty good, but you would need those benefits. Yeah, and I want to put it out there. Like I get paid. $17 an hour if we were to math it so I just got my first like paycheck full paycheck mm-hmm. um so for my workplace we get paid every 15th and 30th mm. so anytime it's the 15th of a month or 30th of the month um we get paid and if it's a holiday then it's either the following Monday or the previous Friday I don't remember mm. but yeah so that's how my workplace pays and then monthly i get paid around like 1100 almost 12 mm-hmm. um, but that's before my benefits <laughs> so after my benefits <laughs> that's gonna be like pretty expensive i'm gonna try to stay on health care with my parents as long as possible <laughs> until i'm 26 but yeah that's me and that's how much i make um so trying to finance all of that or budget all of that, I feel like it's going to be kind of overwhelming. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I would really appreciate it if I had like a financial advisor with me and like talking with me like, hey, this is how your paycheck is going to look or your finances are going to look like from this time to September or October. Mm-hmm. And after that, let's see how it looks like then and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah that's why yeah um thanks for sharing that because i think that's like Mm -hmm. really important uh thanks for your transparency too like Mm -hmm. i think in our families you just know people make money you don't know exactly how much they make not that Mm -hmm. you have to know Mm -hmm. it's just some people are very very secret or not secretive they're very um they're protective I think protective can be a fair word to describe it too. Or perhaps like we don't have the language to explain like how finances work for each of us because our lives are so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some people are renting, some people have houses and stuff like that. Yeah, because like for me, I live alone in a two bed, one bath apartment. I pay rent about like eight seventy a month, which is like a hell of a lot of money for <laughs> one apartment. Let me just say that. But I do make about 50k a year um i'm on salary based so Mm -hmm. we do get bonuses and i did get a raise too i don't i haven't done the math to see how much that what that means or translates to all i know is that my Mm. monthly pay equates to about like 2600 um is that a lot it can be it can be um (laughs) i think that is yeah like it can be depending on where you live. If I lived in a smaller town, 50k is plenty for one person and you can get a pretty nice sized home even if you're on one uh, like a one person salary like I am. Mm-hmm. It's just that in the city that I live in, even though the ultimate goal for me is to be able to buy a house for myself someday, that's just not feasible on 50k. Unless mm-hmm. like I've had or I've saved a lot of money, which would take me multiple years, even though I do have a benchmark of like 20 to 30 percent savings every month. Right. Mm. That's so crazy. Right. All the numbers look pretty good. <laughs> I still can't do that. Right. So um, mm. and that's where I'm telling you guys. All the. All the tips and tricks that people keep telling you on YouTube, nothing is as real as your own numbers. So work mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Some people yeah. are like, I was able to buy a house and I only make like $37,000 a year. I'm like, where do you live? That's mm-hmm. such a big factor in how much are the houses and stuff like that. But definitely mm-hmm. like I cannot afford a house in the area that I'm living right now on my salary. Mm-hmm. It's not doable. Um, I need like a roommate or like a subleaser or I need like somebody just like someone else to help me pay for the house. But yeah, when after I break it down, like I do know that my monthly bills 
do come up to about like 1500 so mm. that's like a pretty big chunk of my income and then gas is not even included in that or groceries is not included in that laundry is not included in that um, so there's many things and all of those can actually add up pretty quickly even though they don't seem like too much. But yeah, let me just say 50000 is not a lot. But as like a first generation immigrant, at first I thought 50000 like, oh my God, I've never made that much money before. That's so great. And mm-hmm. like, that's so much money. I can do so much and I can travel anywhere. Um, it's pennies, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally pennies at the end of the day. And It's not even enough. And what I mean by this is to put it into perspective, I'm paying for healthcare and stuff like that through my work. But if I was to get into like an accident today, everything in my bank account, I can guarantee you will be going towards medical bills instantly. Mm -hmm. And I know I've saved quite a bit. It's just not enough for one trip to to the doctors, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. It's not even a livable wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not enough to cover emergencies, um, even for one person. So let alone like a family living of fifty thousand. You guys, mm-hmm. that's not like why. Why is that allowed? With the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. I mean, I think about like forty envelope. Like, I know, and it's so crazy to think like our families especially for like immigrant families of any sort right they Mm -hmm. i'm sure they're not making that much so yeah and it's very common for immigrant families to have like bigger families too so Mm -hmm. you're seeing uh like how are they doing it you know like that's just so crazy to me i'm one person and i can't i can't even do that i don't have a pet let alone i don't even have a fish and i still can't like I almost can't even afford for myself. Mm-hmm. So make sure you guys take care of like the things that are important to you. Um, because I am also curious, Ellen, like what is your next financial goal or like what is something that money would be able to enable you to to do or get? Yeah, so for for a couple months now I've been just saving to get a car and saving for rent and like also paying for bills and everything like that. Keep in mind <laughs> that student loans are still <laughs> a problem. <laughs> so, like, I also, you know, I haven't been paying for my loans. Let's just pray that <laughs> they cancel student loans. Please. Um, so, like, I haven't been incorporating that into my, like, expenses or savings. And I know that's, like, super bad because immediately I need a car for work. I need a car to move um, and travel places. So yeah, that's been my my goal, but my mom shared that she is, if you pay cash for a car, um, then you don't have to have like your credit or anything like that um, be at the table, I guess, um, once you're buying a car. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, that's fine then, you know, you do that. Um, and she said that if she does that, um, I can take her car. But the thing is, her car is real old. <laughs> I mean, it's not like super old, but it's like damaged. Um, and so like her windshield has a huge crack on her, right, like right in the middle. Um, and, you know, me driving that, I can get pulled over at any time. <laughs> so I've been like, mom, you really need to get that fixed. You know, just call your insurance. Um but yeah, so thankfully, like her, a car is not a big deal anymore or one of my financial worries. I think now it's more of like saving for gas, saving for car insurance. I'm thinking about doing a six month program or plan. So every six months you pay around 500 to $600 for your car insurance rather than monthly because monthly is actually, if you think about it, it's more expensive. I don't know if you know. It'll vary because you're a pretty new driver. Mm-hmm, that too. So, yeah, so yours will probably be a little bit expensive. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a college student anymore. Uh, my family, <laughs> we use, 
my family we use progressive and we used to use state farm and i know for state farm they had something like if you're a college student and you have really good um, a good gpa then um, you can get like a discount or something like that um but we shift over to progress to progressive um and i don't really know their programs and all that stuff so yeah that's that's my goal um that's really funny that you guys did it that way oh really <laughs> yeah or I, w- I shouldn't say funny um like i did the opposite oh really? i was with progressive and i switched to state farm oh yeah that's so interesting because i know that yeah. state farm their like programs are a bit better and more inclusive rather than progressive but also i think it's like who is more compatible i guess mm. um to like the services that you use mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think for my family it was just getting a bit expensive for their liking um mm. with state farm um and so that's why they switched over yeah because yeah. when i was with progressive i was paying like a hundred some dollars a month just for me really yeah and then when i switched over to state farm um, it went down to about like forty to fifty dollars only. Oh my gosh! It went up a little bit now because like I used to be on State Farm with my sisters, but because mm-hmm. I moved, um, I we don't live close anymore. So then like, it doesn't make sense for us to be on the same, like multi driver service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then I don't get that discount anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but if you have like multiple drivers, you should also be getting discount for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have like bundles with your house insurance, you can also get discount for that mm-hmm. um, and all of that stuff. So they like to do bundles. I I don't know if that's <laughs> safe to do bundles, but yeah. But I know mine came down after moving from Progressive to State Farm. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think though uh, the reason why it works that way is like I'm sure if you're looking to switch companies, mm. chances are they want to like give you the best bet lower rate yeah. in order to yeah to be to make you switch. Mm. But yeah, that's like my goal now is to just save money and um, get ready for like insurances and pretty soon student loans. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I do want to share that, like, for my student loans, I have roughly $27,000 in debt, um, almost 28, I would say, Hmm. um, and my plan, so I have an unsubsidized and a sub, um, loan, and I know that, like, you know, to some folks, that's very little, um, and, you know, that's my privilege, and, um, I'm very thankful that I had a lot of grants come in. Um, but yeah, that's my grants. I mean, that's my, my loans and mm-hmm. um, my programs or my my plan is to do like 10% or something like that mm-hmm. um, from each paycheck. Uh, but that's roughly like I did for my calculations. I did um, a $40,000 estimate um, for my salary. But right now, I only get, I think my salary is around like 20, no, not 20, 37. Mm. Each paycheck, it would usually, it would, it would calculate up to like 150 mm. or maybe even 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going towards both loans. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's not going towards both loans. That's just going towards, you know, 150 to 200. That's only for one loan. And I have to think about the other loan. So that's like $400 out of my pocket yeah um each month and that's oh my gosh for a 10-year plan wait is it a 10-year plan yeah yeah yeah. i think it is for mine Mm -hmm. um yeah that's fucking expensive and i also just want to say like regardless of how much you have in student loans it's still a lot of money Mm -hmm. because education should be free to have to pay for education, that's a very elitist mindset that only people with money can access education. Only people with money can have education. That's not true. Even if you have like four to $5,000 in student loans, that's still a lot of money. Um, that's four mm-hmm. to $5,000 you could spend doing something else um, aside from 
paying for education that should already be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach. Preach. So $28,000, that's not little. It may be little comparing to, or like it may not seem that much when you're comparing to the national average of, I don't know what it's even the number, but like. A lot. Yeah. Isn't it like 40 or. 40 to like 50,000. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's insane. That is insane. And there are people who just give up on paying student loans and they just file for bankruptcy and stuff. I understand mm-hmm. why people do that. Um, yeah, but just so you know, any amount for education is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Yeah. We are for <laughs> free education. Debt to be, yeah, yeah. Free education, student debt to be cleared. Um, well, free healthcare. Yes. Yeah. All the above. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just because yours is not as much as the person next to you doesn't mean yours is little. To you, mm-hmm. it can still be a lot. Um, just because everybody's living their own story of like finances and especially like in our case here too, like Ellen, she she may have more student loans than I do. Like I graduated with only about eight or nine thousand dollars of student loan debt just because I got a lot of like student grants. Very, very fortunate of that. It's just eight or nine thousand is still a lot to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like fifty thousand for me to recognize that it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um even though like as a salary for the first time it may seem a lot. But like I said earlier, fifty thousand dollars is not a lot of money to live on and a lot of money to pay forward. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, those those things can exist together and just because like it means something to someone else doesn't mean it has to mean the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, just be careful with your money. People are out there to get you. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. People will, you know, that's why I'm saying like always get a good bank because they will flag you. Even if you're the one traveling out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah my bank, they don't do that. So <laughs> I will, like I've traveled to New York and never got flagged. I traveled to Colorado, never got flagged on very rare occasions. And like they're like sometimes I'll call them and I'll let them know and they'll be like, OK, thanks. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, one time I've asked them, I'm like, oh, like, does it matter if I even call you guys? Um, because one time my sisters and I, we went into a bank branch and we told them they didn't write anything down. They're just like, OK. <gasps> Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, so like, does it even matter? Because I remember from that from that occurrence, and I asked the lady that I was on the phone call with, and I was like, I'm just calling to let you guys know. Um, I did go into a branch one time, and they didn't they didn't really it didn't seem like they did anything, um, mm-hmm. but I also didn't get flagged. Uh-huh. So, what does that mean, or does that mean anything? They're just like, oh, it's just good to know. So. If it's like anything suspicious, you know, we know how to flag you. I'm like, yeah, I'm traveling to different states that I don't typically go to. And I'm still never, yeah, yeah, I never got flagged. So like, what's the protocol here? Yeah, I went to, um, when I did my internship in Ohio, I went there for the summer. I never got flagged. I never (gasps) told them. And yeah, like nothing happened. Everything was fine and dandy. And it was just the weirdest thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so, like, mind-blowing to me because my bank flags me just for going to, like, a city across the state. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for them to not flag you in New York or Colorado for your internship in Ohio for a whole summer, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. (laughs) Uh That's, like... I don't what (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know like that time like my sister and I we share an Amazon account and there was fraud on our account on my card and I just so happened to check my account and there was like there I didn't get anything about it um, through my bank and I'm sure it's also because like it was really late at night too but let me tell you, I had 
a pretty scary time with this because whoever hacked into our account, um, they trial bought one item at like one quantity to see if it would go through because I had my card in that in our account and they bought it and it seemed to go through. And so then they made a second purchase, which hasn't fully processed all the way through yet because this order was so big um, and I'm just so grateful that I caught it in time because you guys, it was like $450,000 worth of stuff. And I had to call Amazon. I called Amazon like right away and I told them like, I did not buy this and this is like suspicious activity on our account and I need this to be like retracted right away because First of all, I don't have $450,000. I'm a fresh grad and I don't come from a rich family. I would not make this type of ridiculous um, Mm -hmm. purchase, right? And the lady at first, she was like, oh yeah, like she saw the first first order go through um, or it's like pending. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was like, yeah, there's also a second one that is cost like 400 some thousand dollars. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I did not make that. So you guys need to make sure this doesn't go through because I don't have the money to pay for it. And, oh, my gosh, I was on the phone with them up until, like, 2 or 3 in the morning just to, like, stress, just to ensure that this does not, like, absolutely does not go through. Um, It was quite a time. It was quite a time. Yeah, lost a lot of sleep over that, but just always make sure you guys are like checking your accounts to make sure there's like no suspicious activity, especially if your account, mm-hmm. your like bank account or your banks don't flag you for any of those type of like activities either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's been that's a ride. Scary. Yeah, and so that's why that's I'm like, scary. I'm really, really, I have quite a bit of like financial trauma too yeah. from that. So, I keep a pretty close eye on my accounts um, and I'm pretty secure with them. Like I don't buy, I mean, up until recently, I haven't bought much stuff online just because, you know, like people can steal your, your credit cards online and stuff like that. And it's such a hassle to get new cards and update everything. Cause then mm-hmm. if you have like, bills that are attached to that account then you're gonna have to make sure you update everything otherwise you're gonna have bills that are due and are late because you didn't make those updates um so just be cautious and know where your money is going because nobody else cares for them as as much as you should Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so exciting stuff about finances Um, (laughs) definitely advise to do get a financial advisor especially if you don't Mm -hmm. know how to or if you don't have resource or if you don't know anybody that can help you Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely be on the lookout for those i'm like getting secondhand anxiety from (laughs) hearing your story I know it's so crazy like you only think that other people like that happens to other people until it happens to you I it was not a fun time so now we do have like two-step verification um Mm -hmm. on there yeah yeah oh also I just want to say the technology definitely saved my ass that time um just because (laughs) like the person who went in to hack our account was able Mm -hmm. to hack it however I did set up my phone for it touch login so like Mm -hmm. id touch to login and i was able to get in that way and that's the only reason why i know that there was fraud on our account Mm. or like somebody hacked into it otherwise lord you better know that four hundred fifty thousand dollars coming out of my pocket and i would have been in really deep trouble and that was not even my fault so Mm -hmm. yeah did they change the email too like did you get a notification at all we didn't get notification at all either. So that's on Amazon's part. Oh, snap. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Oh, how scary. Yeah. So make sure you guys set up things that will help you if it's like whether it is your phone is doing like face ID to log in. Yeah. To save passwords and stuff like that. Um, just be very, very cautious. Be very, very careful about how you utilize certain things for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. 
that time it saved me it saved me a lot so i'm really grateful for that yeah i do just want to say like you know for face id kind of be careful on that too because you know it works when other people are trying to hack your phone and um like let's say you're sleeping and like your friends want to like use your phone or like hack into your phone Mm -hmm. um they can easily just tilt the phone up and scan your face um and I think about like photos that you may have online and how like hackers can I don't know like look up your information and just look up your photos and scan it through there too Mm -hmm. yeah gosh (sighs) scary things but just be very careful be very very aware Mm -hmm. um just because we know like everything that you do or every like every single dollar that you make it's they add up so Mm -hmm. yeah they add up pretty quickly as we've been saying over and over or I've been saying over and over in this podcast but it's like it really does make a difference at the end of the day um Mm -hmm. so and they're your hard-earned money you know yes don't make it go to waste um Mm -hmm. but hopefully any last tips Ellen um no other than you know i hope that you know something we said clicked with you or like resonated with you um and it helped you in some sort of way and if you ever have questions just reach out to us we can definitely try to find the resources and link them to you or share our own personal thoughts and all that stuff Mm -hmm. we're not professional financial advisors or anything um so we do (laughs) We do advise to go to somebody who can help you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is our like tried and true way that we've been doing things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like it's been working for me. And Ellen, <laughs> she's going through a season of change for finances. So yeah. that we may update once um, all of that gets solidified a little bit more. But we hope that you guys found this helpful. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you guys make wise choices with your money because as much as money like your money and how much you make doesn't define you um it is just a source of living Mm -hmm. yeah and we hope that it continues to benefit you more than hurt you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right but that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Um, We do have links down below for any other resources that we think are helpful and things that we also stand behind to just like domestic violence um, assistance or um, suicide prevention uh, and awareness also mental health mental health wellness and stuff like that our socials are also linked down below so you can see however you guys want to connect with us send us your stories and let us know if you guys need any tips on other things and we will see you guys in the next episode yeah thank you bye bye